Welcome everyone to 2023 season episode 14 of the Team Blaney podcast. My name is Adam Rogers and alongside me is co-host Steve Mez. As always, this podcast is brought to you by fans for fans. Steve and I have been following the drivers of the Blaney racing family for two decades and Team Blaney itself launched on social media in 2014. If this is your first time listening, each weekly episode of the podcast offers an in-depth analysis of Ryan Blaney's latest NASCAR Cup Series race, plus news, notes, and a lineup of very special guests all throughout the year. This week, we break down the number 12 team's run in the rain-delayed Worth 400 on Monday at Dover Motor Speedway. Steve, welcome back for yet another episode of the Team Blaney podcast, and I'm proud to report for about the third week in a row, um, there's a lot of momentum behind this number 12 team with solid finishes stacked back to back to back, and I'm really happy that we get to talk about another one in uh, this week's episode. Yeah, two things, uh, you know, another great uh, race run um, from the top down, um, the strategy, uh, the setup, uh, uh, the driver, the pit crew, all hitting on all cylinders, doing anything correctly. And the second thing is, how many of you watched it from work today <laughs> or tried to watch it from work or, you know, tried to listen to it on, uh, you know, on there on the app and uh and so on and so forth. I had one of the guys at work, we were at lunchtime because, you know, right at noon there. And he was like, how are you doing that? And I've got, you know, the app pulled up and I, I pay the extra for the scanner report, but on the app, you can watch the, um, uh, the in-car cameras even without, without paying the extra. The only difference is they put a commercial in there every so often. I didn't yep. know that. I never realized that cause I've never dealt with it. Um, so yeah, uh, following along, um, wasn't as hard as it, I thought it would be, um, but uh, it, it really helps when uh, when the guy you're following, uh, you know, stays out front most of the day and uh, and does a great job and uh, has a great race. Yeah. Not only uh, the folks that were able to follow from work um, just by watching, you know, some of the photos of the stands, like it seems like the folks out there in Dover uh, turned out on a Monday. And I guess, you know, second year in a row, I think, where this race has been pushed to a Monday. So they uh, they all stayed out there. Maybe the campers couldn't get out of the, out of the parking lot. Maybe that's what it was. But there's a pretty big crowd on hand for sure. Yeah, this this is one of those um, tracks that's right next to a casino. That'll do it. <laughs> so, you know, what'd you do? What'd you do Sunday? Cause you couldn't race. Well, we went to the casino and then, you know, we already had the tickets and we were so broke. We couldn't travel. So, you know, let's watch yeah. the race on Monday. But I was definitely one of those folks that had it, had the race pulled up on work, had a, had one of my, my AirPods in and, um, scheduled my break just at the right amount of time to get to watch, you know, most of one of the stages and check in, in our uh, team lady discord chat, which had four or five people in there going strong, you know, about, you know, we usually get, you know, around 20 or so people. So a little bit fewer amount in there this week, but it was still pretty interesting chat all the way throughout the race there. Um, what did you think of the, the racing there at Dover? I mentioned that last year, um, it was pretty good because, you know, we, we talk all the time about, you know, what are the next tracks on our list that we want to go to? And if you asked me maybe four years ago, Dover probably wouldn't have been on that list. Uh, last year's race was pretty solid. Um, my opinions of this race, I thought, you know, the top five hung around each other pretty much all race long. The rest of the field kind of got strung out. I think it benefited from the 
the metric setting the lineup because you had a lot of good cars starting from the back that had to pass a bunch of people. You had Kyle Busch, uh, which we'll probably briefly talk about getting a speeding penalty, going to the back, coming up to the front, and then having a bad strategy that set him to the back again. Uh, and um, so that's uh, that was unfortunate, but I thought there were some comers and goers. Obviously, I think you said maybe my glasses are a little bit rose tinted because the 12 car was strong all day. Um, but I thought the racing was pretty good. And I said, you know what, this might put Dover back up on my list of tracks that, uh, that I want to go to. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, anytime you've got the lineup up by the matrix, you're going to get that first stage, uh, where it all depends on how you were set up and how well your setup was. And then whatever, you know, then you get to that first you know, the competition caution in this case, and you figure out uh, what adjustments to make. And then, you know, to the end of that stage, you, you see a lot more coming and going. So yeah, it definitely had that, that, that aspect of it. And Ryan was definitely stout enough at the beginning of the, of the whole thing where he held his position or gained a spot or two or only lost a spot or two and got it back. Um, but yeah, it did get strung out for a little while. We had green flag pitting. Uh, during both uh, the th- second and third stage. So that kind of, um, I like it when for Ryan, because I, I, I feel that they're a strong team. He's strong at, uh, at uh, uh, conserving tires and running strong late in a run on old tires. So, you know, I thought it was very beneficial for the 12 team uh, to run that kind of race. Uh, once again, though, I'm not watching the whole race overall, like maybe uh, like a fan on TV, just watching just TV either. So that kind of makes it different, too, because the TV will show you all the action uh, that they can show you. So so I was pretty, pretty encouraged by it, though. So we have already mentioned that the lineup was set by the metric, and normally you would think that meant the whole weekend leading up into the race was washed out. But that's not true. We actually did get a little bit of practice in before this race. Yeah, we got um, Group B on uh, on uh, Saturday morning, and uh, excuse me, we uh, usually don't have. Uh, I usually don't really write much notes for the other group right away, but Group A right away, the three hit the wall. So, ouch! And the ninety nine spun out, and then you know, it you know it was just a, it's a little scary because you're you're starting to see them some things that remind you of the beginning of last year, you know. Um, in group B, the 43 spun out, um, Ryan started running in traffic right off the bat. So he wasn't out there right away to put a, a quick lap down. Uh, but he was like P four, uh, in his session, um, and about 10th best overall after six laps. Cause they combined the times as the practice is going on. And, uh, they did come in for some changes. Um, and uh, the, actually, near the end of the of, of the practice, Josh talks about there's some mist on the coming down on the track, and uh, they tell Ryan that the right front might be corded from when they come out and or come in, and uh, they ran about 14 laps there, and um, but with three minutes left to to go back in, uh, it started raining, uh, and uh, I, I saw a couple comments. It was like, why did they do that? Why didn't they go? And it's like, well, it was like. Uh, immediate rain and ryan was real real happy that he he didn't get up to speed because he literally thought if he you know went barreling down into the into the rain there uh he would have probably lost the car so uh you know uh then they you know they didn't wait long to cancel qualifying they knew they were you know they were on a time thing where they were trying to make sure they get the xfinity race in so pretty much within the next couple minutes they cancel uh qualifying and we get that p3 start from the from the matrix so 
Yeah, I was okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I was more than glad of that. Although I will say this much, you know, you get um you know five or ten lap averages, and they were pretty good on a five lap average. And like I said, it, in their grouping, they were like about the fourth best in the in the group B. So I, I would have assumed that um he probably would have gotten himself into the top ten and had a shot at the pole, and then who knows from there. But uh, you know, P three guaranteed you know spot up front, so um, we go ahead, and uh, of course, it gets rained out on uh, Sunday. And actually, Saturday night um, or Saturday, somewhere along the line, they moved up the start time to begin with because they were trying to fit it in the window. And um, then they got to Sunday, and I think it was like ten or ten thirty in the morning. They decided that there was going to be no window, um, which kind of like gave everybody like, "Well, what do we do today? Go mow the lawn?" Or I know I was so it was like we 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 woke up early on a Saturday or on Sunday, which we don't normally do. And then, yeah, like you said, by 10, 30, 11, we already knew there wasn't going to be a race. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, for the most part, and I think the both of us set our Sundays aside, uh, at least most of them. Sometimes I go on some trips there, but yeah, I just had like, I don't know what to do today. I'm like, do I go clean out my car from the Talladega trip? What do I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I Normally, maybe I would have pop, popped on iRacing or something, but I didn't even do that. I think I was just like depressed that the race wasn't on and yeah. trying to figure out the logistics of, of today or of Monday. Like, mm-hmm. all right, how am I going to be able to watch this thing? Because yeah. Ryan's starting up front and they have some momentum here. They seem like they had a pretty decent car. Like, I don't want to miss this race. So, um, yeah, I think I was working out some of the logistics and then I don't know watched uh star wars the rest of the day <laughs> so uh yeah we get to monday at noon and um we have stages of 120 250 and 400 nine sets of tires um and a fuel range of 92 to 100 laps but they're never gonna get that far they're usually gonna go on tires um of course the three cars to the rear because he did uh, uh go to the backup car um they choose pit stall 40 which is behind the 38 car this becomes important at the uh at the uh competition caution at lap 20 so um the leader of course the eight car takes the uh takes the top or the outside and um you know the high lane takes off of course you know a little bit better and ryan's down in the low lane there um it sorts out to about fourth there but by lap 18 he gets gets up to third right before they go ahead for this competition caution uh they get to the competition caution uh they're pitting uh, in p3 uh four tires and uh, that's why I mentioned the 30, uh, 38 here, because where, where Ryan comes in, hits the pit stall, goes through the pit stop, the 38 hasn't made it yet. And he comes just at about the time that Ryan has to leave. So Ryan had to hold up for the 38 so the 38, he can go around him once he got to his. So the stop ends up being like 12.045 seconds. But the reality is, is a second and a half of that may have been waiting for the uh, 38 car to come around him. Now, luckily the rest of the race, the 38 disappears to um, one, two, three, four, however many laps down he ends up and ends up pitting, you know, on the next lap around um, when it's uh, on, under caution. Uh, so he comes out seventh here, but uh, a couple of the cars in front of him took two tires. Yep. Two. And, um, the eight of course gets a penalty here for, for speeding. So this kind of like totally wrecks his day and changes his world and ends up putting him in positions later on. He don't want to be in. Um, so we restart at lap 28, uh, the six is the leader now. Um, and literally the, during the restart, the 42 spins out on the backstretch 
bringing out another caution. Ryan's up to fifth here. Um, at lap 34, we're going to do, of course, we stay out. And at lap 34, we're going to have the restart with the 24 leading. The 99 spins, the three, the 78, and the eight actually gets a little bit of this too. Um, Ryan's up to fourth here. Once again, they stay out. And we restart lap 42. The 24 leads. Ryan's up to fourth. And he gets to third on the restart. Um, at uh, lap 81, the one car hits the 51. Was it the 51 or 15? It was the 15 this time. It was a 15. Okay. Um, you know, and he spins him. Then, and then he collects the five car while he's spinning, uh, which ruins the fives day. Um, Someone I saw, you, you know, remember when the one car won at um, Circuit of the Americas last year? It was almost like a combo shot. Uh, mm-hmm. The forty-eight and the sit in the the sixteen. This one was like yeah. a combo shot. Fifteen into the five, and then he kept <laughs> he kept on going. You know, yeah. Larson wasn't too excited about this. You know, he mentioned the fact about you know what this is just the first stage. You know, Ross on the radio kind of did his typical. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Oh man, yeah, yeah. And, which I think that's a genuine feeling, but he 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 doesn't know that going into this. And I had a, a talk with somebody about this race and about Ross specifically, and I'm like, you know, it's really funny. Like you, you know, as aggressive as he is and the moves that he makes you know people like to you know romanticize the drivers of the past that were aggressive like that and made very similar moves like that and you know gained fans that way um but the difference that i think is that ross is making these moves in the wrong times of the race if this was if this was you know while the leaders are in lap traffic with like five laps to go and that happens because he's trying to make a pass for the lead then that Mm -hmm. makes sense when this happens, you know, in the first stage of a of a you know relatively long race on this mile track, um, you just got to pick and choose the times that you're going to be aggressive. And you know, one more corner, he was going to blow past that 15 anyway. Um, yeah. So, but oh, I mean, the I don't want to say it's a positive because it's not positive for anyone that's a Larson fan. But you know, going into this race and based on practice and history, a lot of people thought the five car was going to be the car to beat, and he didn't even get the chance. So, yeah. Um, we're P3 here as we're pitting four tires. It's a 10.677 second stop. Now, um, he ends up fifth for the restart here. So he lost a couple positions, but the problem was, is two teams took like two tires, the one and the 45, the eight stayed out completely, which this is not a good move. Um, now this is what I was saying. I think earlier I mentioned that they, you know, they are gifted the pole, then they squander it by going, um, by speeding, but he was actually driving up through the field before this. And then they make well, this call that I didn't think was necessary. Yeah. And yeah, it, 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 it ends up ruining his day as it, as it goes on because he ends up just getting kind of plowed over here at the restart lap 90, um, by lap, um, one, one eleven, Ryan's up to fourth at lap one fifteen, He's up to third here and lap one twenty, the 24 wins the stage. Ryan ends up third. Um, stage points first stage of the of the day um they're pitting four tires here a 10.857 second stop uh the six gets a penalty on this um he was running really well and he kind of ruins his own day um and ryan's up to uh second now and uh you know they they run that pit road speed i should go back here because i didn't write it down but they they run that pit road speed uh before the race and uh Ryan's lights is like usually eight red or eight green somewhere in that range. Okay. And, um, I think green being a little faster and today 
he does it, goes back on the track, and usually Jonathan will tell him if there was a segment or an area or anything like that. And what he asked Ryan today was, um, not only was there a, there was a segment near the start finish line, but you know, were you over? In other words, were you over on your lights to begin with? Then we know it's on you. Ryan's not, no, not really. So then what they do is they tell him to back it off. So now that at that certain point on the track, they want to be like eight red instead of eight green. Um, Cause that's that, I guess that's a little slower. So this is stuff they work on and being aggressive on pit road is, is yeah, important to some extent because you want to gain a position or at least hold serve with your pit crew and so forth. But you know, for Brad and for uh, for the eight car today, it it just pretty much you know took them out of the race. And Brad ends up decent, finish with a decent finish, I believe. You know, but how much better could it have been if he didn't get shuffled uh, during this sequence? And I don't think that's his first speeding penalty of the year. I think they've been caught mm-hmm. multiple times, just like the eight has. Yeah. Uh, so we restart lap one thirty with the twenty four leading. Um, at lap one seventy eight, um, the ten actually holds up Ryan, and the one car passes. Um, and, and, and so now Ryan's in third, um, and at lap 194, we get some green flag pitting. Um, and this is a four tire stop here, of course, and 9.905 second stop, which is on a green flag pit stop is really awesome. Um, at lap uh, 202, they're in they're P3 here as it's kind of cycled. The one car though now took the lead on this pit cycle. Um, and, uh, the one car takes stage stage two ryan ends up third um so they come in and pit at the end of the stage here four tires um and it's 11.978 stop here but he is he holds serve there are p3 uh coming out so you know it sounds like it's a little slower stop but it's obviously uh, about the same as everybody else on pit road here um the restart lap 259 uh the 24 leads and the 19 passes ryan here so ryan ends up in fourth now this is the ryan the 19 car comes alive here and that's you know ends up uh you know from here to the end of the race showing off what he's got um, lap 290 ryan does pass the 24 car to, to third and what happened to the 24 here i believe from what i read online was a uh a tire was maybe coming coming a little loose or coming down or something and he's just started losing position after position um uh, the one is of course leading the 19 here you know and uh ryan is in third behind them at lap uh, 327 we get green flag stops here um ryan comes in about two laps later and he has a 10.844 second stop here uh, the one one cycles to the lead here but ryan is still in third and uh it pretty much stays like that for the three of them and i've tried to watch trying to watch lap times when i have a chance to trying to watch uh you know, cause I think I'd, I'd actually gotten home by this point, watching lap times and, you know, watching traffic because the rest of this race becomes like that it becomes traffic. Um, and, uh, the one car chasing Truex. And at one point, I believe the five car gets in between them. Yep. He slows <laughs> them down, he slows them down. So I'm watching Ryan and like, well, oh, Ryan's starting to gain on, on the one car. And it's like, oh, that's why, because the five car put his nose in there between them. It's not nothing with the lap times. Uh, or the, the, you know, somebody losing their tires or anything like that. Everybody was, everybody, this race did a real good job of tire management. Um, you know, but yeah, I think he uh, paid him back there basically. He did. And then actually the 54 too. So the 54, there was a point when the, he was gaining on Ryan in fourth. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they realized they were way off on their fuel. Something happened with their fueling in their last stop and they told him he was seven laps. So the 54 basically just (laughs) slowed down 
got lapped and uh he also almost he didn't stay in front of the one as long as as the five did but he definitely held him up again there's uh, also as well um i know we were chatting a little bit before the race about that pit stop that happened during this green flag sequence and how uh, when ryan went in he was probably about two and a half to three seconds behind uh the leaders when he came out he was like closer to five behind and mm-hmm. i didn't know if it was the stop or um just getting on and off pit road but the other thing i didn't think about was this fact that you said he he waited two laps mm-hmm. after after the leaders did so they're out there on fresher tires probably and kind of probably um got around a little bit quicker maybe they had a little bit better you know ease with traffic as they came out than ryan did because i know the, the camera was on ryan when he's exiting the pits and it seemed like there's there's a lot of cars in his way when he was get back up on the track so yeah. but in the end i mean what we're going to go to here in, in your next segment here it doesn't matter because they end up restacking the field but yeah um but yeah, really, uh, really interesting what happened here. The 19, um, I think, is leading at this point, as you mentioned. I don't know if you caught this because you weren't watching the TV broadcast, but um, there was another classic uh, James Small and Martin Truex Jr. argument earlier on in this race where Truex didn't like the strategy that they did or didn't like the pit stop they had. And uh, Small gave him another one of those classic uh, shut up and drive moments. <laughs> So that was interesting. And they talk about this stuff after the race, their dynamic, and um, they always say they're totally fine. And I think it's just the way they, they operate because, you know, I, I really feel like if Truex had a problem with this crew chief, he would have, he would have got him replaced real quick, but um, here they are, <laughs> here they are being relatively successful today up, up until this point, but they still had one of their little classic spats that gets caught on audio and then uh, broadcast out to us. So, yeah. Um, yeah, lap 385, we get a caution for the 22, and it was a pretty bad hit. Uh, I think he blew a tire, and um, I don't know, did, did they, I didn't even see, did they get a chance to interview him or even talk to him? Or I don't know if I missed the interview or not, but there's a couple hits uh, in this race. I'm very honestly interested, and I don't know, I don't think NASCAR decided to send any cars back to R&D or anything, but the 77 car was probably one of the first ones this year that backed into the wall pretty hard mm-hmm. in that really early crash. And I can't remember if Joey, whether Joey hit with his nose or his rear when he, he had his issue here, but um, I'm interested to know what that 77 car looked like because in this off season, that's where they took all the team's chassis and readjusted the rear clips to try to make them compact yes. a little bit more Absolutely. when they made impact. And it did look like the, the rear end of the car crunched a little bit, but that was the first thing I thought was, man, hopefully, Hopefully he's going to be okay with that impact and maybe they can learn something from it. If they, the officials are able to kind of look at that car. Um, I don't think we, this might give us the opportunity when you're talking about Joey in this crash to say, um, man, the two and the 22 were way off. I'm not sure if, you know, if Jonathan and Ryan decided to go in a different direction. Um, Ryan said leading into the race and post race that they worked really hard as a team on Dover because they thought it was really important to get good there because, um, you know, 13 starts at Dover. Ryan mm-hmm. has never finished in the top five and um, only had a couple of top tens really early in his career. The, so the, the way that he put it was not that they concentrated on it, but they went a different direction. Yeah. And that means something totally different too. Yeah. They can concentrate on all they want, but they went a different direction. And that means something about setup. They yep. did something different with the setup of the car. Oh yeah. And it obviously paid off um, for them. And whether the other two cars did that or not, I don't know because a lot of this, uh, a lot of the cars that ended up starting near the back of the field, they just end up getting lapped within, 
you know, they're in dirty air, they're trying to pass people, but they end up getting lapped within 40 or 50 laps, of, you know, of just green flag racing. So, and that's um, the two, the two ended up, I think around four or five laps down. I think it just seemed to be on speed. The 22 was courting right front tires mm-hmm. really bad. And they had to actually keep coming in and changing them. So that's definitely a setup off the truck that they maybe it was a camber problem that they weren't able to actually fix at the track. So they, but yeah, it was just so weird, you know, to see the rest of team Penske, there really out to lunch and um, Ryan set up seemed to be, seems like Jonathan really nailed it this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So here the discussion begins right away. Um, Now, Jonathan, first off gives him uh two options uh, says body armor or snap on uh, once again these change week to week so we don't exactly know what he means uh brian says he wants to see what the leaders do which makes sense he's got two guys in front of him um they ask some questions about um how many cars are on the lead lap you know he says okay well i think at that point it was like nine they're gonna be a bunch of them trying to do a wave around but they're not gonna be a factor um and he, he wanted to know how many laps they think will have left a green flag, you know, racing. And he says, well, it's going to take a lap or two to clean this up. And then it, where it's at, they're not going to open pit road right away. Uh, they figure probably about seven laps when they go green. Um, So when they do open up pit road and uh, there's cars like that are lapped down or two laps down in between them. So he's got to close the gap, um, which he rushes and does before they get to pit road. Uh, but he does see the two cars in front of him pitting. So he decides to pit too. Now, as they come into the box, Jonathan says two tires. So um, I don't know if they, they really didn't communicate that ahead of time. Uh, they just said they were ready. To, they, he, Jonathan told Ryan, we're ready no matter what you decide. Um, but they do come in for the two tires. Everybody that's on the lead lap or, you know, at that point, that's not a wave around comes in and pits. Um, but the two tire stop is 4.872 seconds. Um, it this does beat the. Uh, the one car off a of pit road, but he's still behind the 19 because the 19 took two tires. Uh, I noticed the TV broadcast uh, talked about how two tires may have been all you really needed. Um, Jonathan says they uh, pumped up the, the that right-hand side tires a little bit because it's going to be a short run. Um, and they restart at lap 393 here, of course, but he's below the 19 here, so seven laps to go. Um, and this was fun. Was about, yeah, it was. It really was good. It was good hard racing. Um, once again, I'm watching the. I mean, I do have. I was home by this point watching the TV, but then I've got the in car on the other TV, and the in car is pretty cool to watch because it's there's you see nothing in it, next to him at, at certain points, and you realize that he almost got clear. I think two laps in, he goes into three and four, and he is three quarters of the way past um, Truex. He, you know, Jonathan. Um, Josh can't give him the clear because he's not clear. Um, and Ryan raced him clean. And that's probably probably the best thing to happen is he raced him clean because he could have collected both of them by trying to try to go ahead and get in front of him. He probably would have got hooked. Yep. He, he literally probably would have got hooked in that, in that right rear, because that's what they tell you to do. If, if somebody, you know, gives you the right rear like that. So, um, but by by the end of the third, by the end of the third lap, the the nineteen had already gotten around him, and then the the one car was on four fresh tires, and and he made his way around Ryan also. Um, so, you know, Ryan actually kept pace with the one, yeah, toward the end of this race, and the twenty four and eleven were coming, and I actually was worried for about half a lap that those two were going to catch him, but then Ryan kind of pulled away from them, was actually pretty close to the one, um, here but before the end of this race, so. 
Um, yeah. It's interesting. You're talking about him racing clean, you know, Truex in his post-race interview, thanked Ryan for racing clean. Um, I feel like if the one would have taken two tires and lined up side by side with the 19, who knows, we might be looking at a victory right now because I feel like the one would, wouldn't have raced as clean as Ryan mm. did. No, I had the normal uh, reaction to, um, which I don't know if this is a bad thing or not, but in our you know discord and, and folks that are respond to our social media posts, you know, lamenting like, Oh, you know, I wish Ryan would be, Ryan would be more aggressive. I'm like, he was, very aggressive on this restart aggressive up to the point of crashing somebody, which I think is a good thing. Um, but it's like, I don't, I don't, he's just not that kind of driver. And I don't really necessarily want to be celebrating too many wins where he destroys somebody else just to, just to get the victory. I thought the way that he ran Truex was, you don't know. He said, Ryan at one point said, you know, I sent it in as, you know, as far as I could, he sent it in as far as he could. And, you know, he just, you know, he just got beat. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It was exciting though. This is what the second or third time this season where Ryan's, you know, started the last restart on the front row with a shot to win. And um, I think one of the last ones where he had a shot to win there was at Bristol and he got completely taken out. So at least that didn't happen yeah. in this situation. So, but yeah, what, he you know, so finishes off a day of threes though, right? Yeah. Three, three, three. I saw that you uh, put up a nice uh, <laughs> post about honoring Earnhardt. Uh, doing it for Dale. Doing it for Dale. Um, yeah, as you go to the point standings here and point this stuff out, you know, about the top fives or top tens for the year. Um, yeah, I, I even forgot about that. That would, that Bristol should have been another top 10 actually. Uh, when you think about it, uh, been, but yeah, they should have been it, top five, at least there's a couple of places that are like that. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, Truex does win. Ryan finishes third, really solid day for the, for the whole team. Um, Jonathan definitely once again, like he said it early in the year when we had him on the podcast that uh, it doesn't matter if they practice or not, they're ready to go. And uh, yeah, they had practice, but uh, boy, the setup was perfect. Um, they held their position, held their ground and uh, a little bit of this or a little bit of that. And who knows? And that's a, another big turnaround uh, for Ryan at, at another racetrack. We've seen him in the last couple of years. Now this is only the first one of success, but the last couple of years where like Richmond was one of his worst tracks. And all of a sudden he's basically finished in the top 10 multiple times since then, you go going into this race at Dover. Um, Ryan had an average start of 11.5 an average finish of 18th. And he was on a streak here for the last one, two, three, four, five, six races where he finished 12th or worse. Um, he only ever had two top tens at this track total. The first one coming in his debut when he finished eighth, another one in 2018 where he finished eighth. But after that, um, it was pretty uh, dismal uh, outside of, you know, some top 15 finishes here. So this is his first finishing third is his first top five and 13 starts at this track. So I'm hoping that's the beginning of another turnaround at another track here uh, where we can say that, you know, he has a chance to contend when they hit there uh, next year, assuming it's still on the schedule. Um, let's take a look at the point standings. And this was a really good, we mentioned stage points, you know, third and third in both stages. Uh, I think he gained a total of about 50 points in this race today. Um, gained three positions in the standings from eighth to fifth. Uh, also gained 11 points to the leader who is now Ross Chastain. So going into this race last week, he was back 55 points. Uh, now he's back only 44 points to the leader, which 11 races in, I think that's 
pretty impressive that the top 10 is as close as it is. So if you want to look at the top 10 in the point standings right now, and this is just the driver standings when they show it on TV, they're going to automatically take all the winners and put them up, push them up to the top. We're only talking about drivers point standings as they run Chastain's in first bell is second. Harvick is third. Truex is fourth. Ryan is fifth. Reddick is sixth. Hamlin is seventh. Kyle Busch is eighth. Keselowski is ninth. And Kyle Larson is in the 10th position. Um, Keselowski there in ninth. That was another second race in the row where both RFK cars were doing are uh, finished up front, both finished in the top 10 here. Um, interesting to see them picking up speed uh, in this season compared to where they were at last year. Um, talking about the points earlier on, you're looking at where folks were at. You know, Harvick is minus 38, Truex is minus 40, Ryan is minus 44. Um, yeah. You think there's a legitimate shot here that Ryan, uh, with a, just a solid run at Kansas, uh, mm-hmm. could maybe overtake those guys in the standings, to even pass. though Truex just won a race, but still. Yeah, pass both of them this week, probably. Uh, you know, the, the, the Truex part of it is they're probably uh, relaxed a little bit now because they have won a race. Um, but um, Harvick ha- had a good run at a couple races early in the year, but now um, they're, I don't know what's going on. Stuart Haas is starting to, you know, RFK racing of all the Fords has actually been the ones the yep. last couple of weeks that have showed up. So who knows? We're because we're, this week coming up will be a mile and a half, and it be everything will be different. But um, Ryan, just the way they're running and the, the consistency and the way the team is operating right now, they're they're just, they're right at that that point where they need to be. And and you know, like I said, they'll pass both those guys probably in the next week or so. Yeah, and honestly, they have a ton of momentum. I think I said this at the top of the show. Uh, Bristol Dirt, they finished 23rd, but they were in contention to win that race up until the last handful of laps. Uh, Martinsville 7th, Talladega 2nd, also had a really good shot to win last week at Talladega. Um, And then he comes out of here at Dover with top three finishes across the board and finishes third in the race. So um, it seems like they've they've turned the momentum because the prior, including those that Bristol finish, they were on a run there of 21st, 26th, they finished 23rd at Bristol, but that doesn't really, like I said, talk about how their race went at Bristol. So, but then, yeah, since then, seventh, second, and third. So they're kind of just, they need to take the reins of this momentum here um, and head to to Kansas this weekend and have another really good start. So one or really good start, really good run, really good finish, and uh, hopefully picking up that victory. So why don't we talk about Kansas here and talk about the uh, the on TV this weekend report. Uh, the action starts on Saturday at noon with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series practice and qualifying on FS1 a little bit later in the day, as opposed to what, you know, last week uh, when it was up, uh, what, 1030 in the morning was was practice before the, yeah. the rain started there. This yeah. weekend, though, Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying from Kansas on FS1. And if you're interested in tuning in for the Truck Series race, it rolls off at 8 p.m. Eastern time for the Heart of America 200 at Kansas Speedway. Maybe check out and see what Zane Smith is doing there with Ryan Sunday spotter Josh Williams. Um, On Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern times when NASCAR race day kicks off on FS1 and 3 p.m. Eastern times when the coverage switches over uh, to the Cup Series race Advent Health 400 Kansas Speedway on FS1. Um, this race at Kansas, I think is another one of those races that Ryan has a really good opportunity. It's not necessarily, necessarily statistically one of his best tracks, uh, but they do tend to run pretty well here, especially even just as a company. Um, so taking a look at Ryan's, uh, 
stats here. 16 starts at Kansas, an average start of 10.3, an average finish of 16.4. So that's where I was kind of saying it's not necessarily his best. You know, it's not a top, not even a top 15 average finish, but he does pretty well there. Um, He has a poll there back in 2017. Um, Three top fives, seven top tens, though, in those 16 starts. Uh, His last few starts here, though, um, outside of, uh, I'll go back to 2020 here. Uh, 20th, 7th, 21st, 37th, 12th, and 9th. Um, and if you go back to that one race in 2021, I believe he was involved in a crash. Uh, I don't know if it's that same race or not, um, where he and Larson start on the front row and Larson kind of drives him into the wall at the end when he had a shot at the win. Um, Mm -hmm. he's led laps at this track, um, Previously, going all the way back to 2017, he led 83 laps in a race and 2018, 54 laps. Um, hasn't led too many laps in the last five or so races there. But I do think this is an opportunity with all the momentum that they have. Like I said, three straight top tens, including this top five last week. Um, those two, two top fives, really, Talladega, and then this third place finish at Dover. Um, I'm hoping that they just have a really strong effort in qualifying and uh, just a really strong race. Let's lead some more laps. Yeah, this this will be like I said a mile and a half. We haven't done a mile and a half in a while. Um, go back to the last mile and a half that they've done and see see what they've done. Um, Isn't it weird I to think, say that we haven't run a mile and a half yeah, in a while? They're like almost while. extinct now. What <laughs> was the last one? Vegas. Yeah. Right. So I mean, so let's yeah let's see what happens when they get back to it. Um, uh, I I think that they're you know really strong there. The the Penske cars are really strong there. So. Yeah, let's get to practice. Let's get to qualifying. Let's have a, a f- weekend, hopefully free of bad weather, um, so the fans can come out and enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for Sunday already. Let's take a look at the last few winners there at Kansas. We'll go back to the 2020 season uh, with Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson. And you got to remember the 2311 teams uh, swept it there in 2022 with Kurt Busch winning uh, the spring race and Bubba Wallace also in the 45 car by that point after Kurt was out. Uh, Bubba pretty much dominated the, the second half of that fall race there at Kansas. I'm not sure if they'll be able to back up the speed that they had since we're another, another you know, several months into being able to run this car and a full off season in. Mm-hmm. So those might be some folks that you're going to want to watch. So again, if you want to tune in this weekend, at least just for the cup series events, 5 PM Eastern time practice and qualifying from Kansas speedway on FS one, and then 2 PM Eastern time. is when race day kicks off on FS one falling with the race at 3 PM, the advent health 400 at Kansas speedway. All right, Steve, uh, let's take a look back now. We'll jump back to uh, Dover here for a little bit as we recap the week in the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League. I'll have to admit the fact that I forgot to set my lineup over the weekend. I had all day Sunday where I could have done it. So I remembered kind of first thing in the morning on Monday, you know what, I should probably go ahead and set my lineup. I went ahead and did that, and I thought I had a pretty decent lineup going into this race. Um, I had Chase Elliott in my starting lineup, Ross Chastain, Martin Truex Jr., uh, Kevin Harvick and Daniel Suarez. Um, after Suarez's incident really early on in the race, I went to my garage where I had Ryan Blaney sitting and I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to use up one of my Ryan starts. And as we talked about it, Ryan didn't have, you know, the best statistics there at Dover. So, um, I only put him in the garage because he was starting third and I was like, maybe this is going to be a big track position race. So 
Um, I kind of reluctantly moved Ryan up into my lineup, and uh, it turns out he ends up getting me the second most points there because Elliot got me 28, Chastain got me 51, Truex got me 49, Harvick got me 21, and Blaney gets me 50. Um, I'm like, man, I'm looking at, I'm going to be looking at a top 10 guaranteed uh, in the in the finish here. But my featured matchups, I kind of split them down the middle. I picked Chastain over Elliot. That was wrong. Or sorry, I picked Elliot over Chastain. That was wrong. I picked Busher over Briscoe. That was right. I picked Blaney over Keselowski. That was right. I picked Harvick over Bell, and that ended up being wrong. So I think that's kind of what hurt me a little bit when it came uh, to the the final standings. Though I did pretty well. Sad to see what you ended up with. So let's let's hear what your lineup. I'm going to guess your lineup was pretty similar, maybe, but I think um, maybe you did a little bit better on the featured matchups. But let's see. Yeah, I had um, I had Bell, Hamlin, Blaney, Byron, Harvick, uh, Briscoe. Actually, I started the race with Briscoe um, in the lineup, and I moved, made the move, got him out of there uh, once I knew he was uh, not doing well. So yeah, Byron was worth 52 points. He was the best point getter on the day. And Ryan was worth 50 and he was the third best. Uh, Hamill was worth 47. He was the fifth best. Bell was worth 36. He was the seventh best. So yeah, yeah I had, yeah, I had some really good guys there. Uh, I had Chastain over Elliot. Um, I had Briscoe, unfortunately, but uh, Busher beat him. I had Ryan over Brad. I had Bell over Harvick. So I got yeah. three of the four matchups too. So yeah. And then from there, you know, not bad. I mean, I, I wasn't number one, but I was pretty close this week. Yeah. So I unfortunately fell just outside the top 10 in a tie for 12th with 219 points. Yeah. If I had just, I mean, I, my problem on my lineup, you know, compared to yours was probably having Harvick um, versus maybe Bell or somebody that, that you had. Um, and you got your, your three out of the four featured matchups there too. So Unfortunately, I didn't earn enough points there to get to the top 10, but I was really close. Um, but holding down the 10th position, a fan of the show and a fan of our Discord chat, uh, Jordan Daniels uh, there ends up in the 10th position, 222 points. Ninth, uh, no hesitation, 223. Another fan of the show and uh, someone we met up with there at Talladega, Joe Bro. Uh, 1221, 227 points in the eighth position. Seventh, Matt O, 231. Six, Abby NNK, 232. Fifth, Blaniacal, 233. Fourth position, your team, Mez 12, 236 points. Third, Christian Dana, 239. Second, Joe Lopez, 1, 246. And in the first position this week in the uh, Points earned at Dover Motor Speedway for the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League is Bears Motor Club with 247 points, just one point ahead of the second place position there in Joe Lopez 1. Um, let's take a look now at the overall standings. Um, I've moved up just slightly in the standings here into 32nd position with 1,949 points. Um, now let's look at the top 10 in the overall standings. In 10th, the Nutty Gamer. 2,063 points in ninth, Mez 12, 2,064 points. So you're pulling away from me and um, we'll see. I'll Hello. see you in the, I'll see you in the playoffs. 
Uh, in eighth, Blaring Idiots, 2067. In seventh, the tight race here, Eric D15, 2068. In sixth, Penske Fan 24, 2090. In fifth, Blaney's Daisy, 2098. In fourth, Epic Chickens, 1916, 2105. In third, Christian Dana, 2124. Second, Go Larson, 2128. In Factory of Sadness, six holds down the top position overall in the team blaney nascar fantasy live league with 2144 and they actually uh, were pulling away the last few weeks and also all of a sudden that lead has shrunk so i'm not sure what happened this week uh hopefully they remember to set a lineup maybe they forgot and that's what happened here because it's not usual to see factory of sadness six uh with a down week like this so jumping back ahead to kansas i mentioned some of the folks that ran really well there the last few years uh, being Hamlin, uh, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Kurt Busch. So you can't pick him, but maybe you pick a maybe pick Reddick because the the car that he's in. Bubba Wallace. Um, I'm not sure about Logano. With I mean, you know, the one thing about Logano is when they do struggle one week, they tend to bounce back really, really good. So maybe uh, maybe the 22 is somebody to look at. I think Ryan's definitely at least going to be in my garage. I do want to see what happens in practice and qualifying though. You know, practice and qualifying like usual. But on the other hand, um, remember that these uh, the noses are all different for the manufacturers now too. That's and, true. Um, like I said, like I said, we go back to maybe um, uh, how things went at Vegas to get a little bit better look of like what qualifying looked like or what uh, you know what teams how they ran because that's the only mile and a half they've really run so far. Um, you know, Atlanta doesn't count anymore, and. You know, I think it it makes a little bit of difference with the nose being different. Um, I mean, um, Ryan started third at Vegas, so you know, I I can I can give you a rundown of the the top finishers at Las Vegas earlier this year. Yeah, Uh, William Byron went to Victory Lane. Kyle Larson was second. Alex Bowman was third. Uh, So that's three straight. Hendrick Carr's right there. Bubba Wallace. You know, we mentioned he was fast at Kansas last year. Bubba Wallace finished fourth. There, Christopher Bell was fifth. Sindrick was sixth, so he showed a little bit of speed. Uh, Truex was seventh. Haley was eighth. Harvick was ninth. Suarez was tenth. Uh, Ryan ended up finishing twelfth. Mm-hmm. So, 13th, 13th, or thirteenth. Sorry. Um, so, right behind Chastain. So, um, if you want to see where guys started, though, Byron started second, finished first. Uh, Larson started sixth, finished fifth. Um, there are some guys here that start a little bit deeper. The next few, Joe, Joey, Joey um, was the pole, right? I believe. Yeah, and I'm not sure where he ended up finishing. Well, he finished last. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he, he, had, an issue, he had an issue. That's but, right. So you know the, but like that's I said, right. uh, you know, he started first. Ryan started third. So now. Uh, the adjustment isn't necessarily qualifying. The adjustment is what what happens when they race. You know, so yeah, this weekend could be a really, really good weekend from, from, you know, the mile and a half perspective of what they had coming into the mile and a half this year. So, um, I can't wait to see, yeah, like you said, see what practice does before you set your lineup, you know? Yeah. But then don't, but then don't forget to set your lineup. Yeah. That's going to be really important. Or, you know, if you're in a tight points race with me, take the week off. Let, let's see. <laughs> Let me bump up there a few <laughs> spots. At least get me back into the top 30. Gosh, yeah. I, every yeah, year you know, I hang around the thirties, but um we'll see so i don't know i I, bubba wallace might be somebody i've dropped back into my lineup Mm -hmm. again this week 
Um, let's see what let's see what he can do. Logano, I still I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just ba- basing that totally on the fact that when they have a bad race, they always bounce back and run mm-hmm. really well the race after that. So I wouldn't be surprised if he and Paul Wolf can put something together. So, yeah. but again, as usual, at least Ryan will probably start the week out in my garage, and then I'll base that decision on uh, what happens over the weekend. So, um, well, Steve, for the most part, I think that wraps up the the meat of this episode of the Team Blaney podcast. But we do have something really important to talk about. I know at the top of the show, I mentioned that this was episode 14 of 2023. But yeah. actually, in reality, overall, overall we're at episode 99, right? 99. So, so what's that make the next one? That's right. The next one's special. The next one is a clip show. No, I'm, I'm nah. teasing. It's not a clip <laughs> show. Um, but uh, it is a special edition show. Um, so I want to warn everybody, if you're listening to this, and you listen every week um episode 100 is coming out uh we believe wednesday yep okay so hurry up listen to this one hurry up and get it in but make sure you've got your feed set up to get it as soon as it hits your feed um because wednesday will be like i said it's a special edition episode 100 um it would be funny if it was a clip show wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) it's not (laughs) but it's not it's not um so um, and also if you know somebody that's always on the fence about, oh, you listen to, I don't really, I don't know what to tell them. They're going to want to listen to episode 100. They're going to want to, um, it's, it was really cool. Um, w- uh, we're very proud of it. And, um, when it comes out on Wednesday, I, I believe you're going to like it. Um, you should like it <laughs> and hopefully you find, like I said, find some friends and, and make sure they listen to it too. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely is probably our biggest episode of all time. Like you said, we had a lot of fun doing it. It's been a long time coming, uh, getting this one put together. And we're really, really proud of it. Really happy to finally bring this to you. And um, it's definitely something you're not going to miss. So like Steve said, you know, we're trying to get this one out as soon as possible. We actually wanted to get this out a day earlier, but the rain delay kind of messed things up a little bit. So this is going to be a special midweek episode episode 100 all time of the team Blaney podcast. And it's not going to be something you want to miss. So as he said, follow, subscribe, share, tell a friend, do whatever you want, because um, if even this is the first and only episode somebody listens to, we want them tuned in this week. So, but for now, thank you everyone once again for tuning into this episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, just listen to our very first episode that explores our Blaney racing fandom. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at Team Blaney and on Instagram and TikTok at Team.Blaney. And finally, we want to encourage you to support the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. Established in 2018, this organization supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine through fundraisers events and membership in the blaney bunch fan club to learn more visit ryan blaney family foundation.org or follow them on all of their active social media channels yeah if you if you go to the driving for good that they've got coming up uh at the end of this month uh they're still you know they're always taking uh donations for the wall of fame um you can get on that wall of fame and it's a nice little little card um and for donation i believe of fifty dollars or more um, that card will not only be displayed with your name on it that day, but Ryan does take them down, sign them, and then they will mail them to you. So, you know, even if you can't attend and, uh, you know, but you want to help out and you want to be part of things on this this great fundraiser they do, um, it, it, go to the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation page, look for the Wall of Fame, uh, click on that, and uh, go ahead and donate. And like I said, you'll get this nice little keepsake uh, back with Ryan's signature. Um, we did, uh, I think Adam did two of them uh 
uh, last year, one for Team Blaney, one for himself, and I know we did one. It's uh, it's a nice little thing we display. Yeah, definitely one of my most cherished uh, souvenirs that I have, just because you know the money went to a good cause, and then it also gets sent back to you with a really awesome autograph. So, for my co-host Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time, which is Wednesday on our 100th uh, episode podcast, right here on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good night, Brussels. Check out the TikTok. Uh, thanks everybody for coming. I hope you enjoyed it.